<laughs> well, welcome back to All That and Then Some with your host, Dallas Hobbs. Singular host? <laughs> with your host. Oh, okay. Dallas Hobbs. And your and other. your host. I don't even know my name. <laughs> is today Janelle? Today is Janelle Day, I feel like. I just don't like approaching it. Hey, it's your co-host. Yeah, no, I feel that. Okay. Hey, it's your host, Dallas Hobbs, and it's your host, Janelle Nguyen, rocking it out today. Rocking it out today. Go Cougs. We're back for another exciting <laughs> podcast, uh, episode two. Um, it's just me and Janelle, of course. Um, no guests. Did you know that two in French is duh? <laughs> duh. It's like un, deux, trois, un, deux, quatre, trois, quatre, cinq, cinq, six, sept. <laughs> Ooh, almost. Right. Anyways, welcome back to episode two of All That and Then Some. All That and Then Some. Uh, logo has been uh, almost decided. Pretty sick. I might yeah. say so myself. It was just a random idea that came to my head. I don't yeah. know where it came from. I I think it's good, and it yeah. I think it kind of just fits with like you know the craziness in our life. Like, is it just like a a statement on the state of our lives like you know we're all jumbled up but we're trying to find yeah. all that and then some yeah just all that and then some and you know some. It's, it's hiding in there our names are hiding in there i've yeah. tried to hide a few other things in there okay like poop poop no poop oh okay how'd you pick the color scheme let's talk about that uh you know i was sitting in my office one day um with my friend janelle mm. and we went to this website that is a color palette generator and we just kept in space bar until we found one that we liked yeah there were some tough ones we, it was <laughs> like rough so you know we got a good color palette yeah i'm with it not really i'm not really a green person but yeah i want it's some, not in your face green yeah it's not it really could have been worse it could have been the yeah. neon the neon green yeah so you know we got a we got a logo almost finalized. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's where we at. Yeah. It's graduation week in Pullman, so. It's graduation week in Pullman. The uh, traffic is a lot, which again, in perspective, it's literally not bad at all. Yeah, the only time there is traffic in Pullman is about sometimes like 12-ish lunchtime and then 5 o'clock to 5.30. Yeah. That's about all the traffic you get and you don't realize how bad traffic it is because you're not used to traffic yeah if it but traffic's usually only like five extra 10 minutes yeah. yeah if it takes me more than six minutes to get home every day i'm like i'm annoyed yeah so i can only imagine being in somewhere like los angeles where we're going for the black student athlete summit yeah imagine being in traffic for like an hour 30 minutes oh, gosh. we are spoiled i know we are spoiled go kooks yeah and you know you kind of get used to that after uh being in pullman for almost seven years mm. I, I just hit, I'm hitting two, mm. so I'm quite a ways behind you. Yeah, but you're I, still young into the game. Yeah, but I do feel kind of like a vet. Like, I'm I'm not a rookie anymore. Yeah, you're moving. You're moving. Yeah, so I'm pretty proud of myself, you know. You know. Look at me. Look at you go. Yeah. Shout out Pullman. Shout out Pullman. What's the, 509? 509. Yeah, because we're. I think 509 is like all of eastern Washington. No. Yeah. I don't know what, though. I don't know. Do you have an area code tattoo? No, I don't have okay. area code tattoo. Okay. I feel like those are kind of popular. They are, but it's more like California. Like the 805. Yeah, like. The 407. Isn't that, I think that's Orlando or 409. I can't remember. But no, no, no area code tats on me. Okay. 
good to know. Yeah. Who would have thought? I know. An Iowa boy. Now, um, just here in Pullman. Now Pullman man. Pullman man. <laughs> Washingtonian. When did you get your uh, license here? Uh, about a year ago. Oh, okay. So you were, you were Iowa the whole time? Yeah, I was Iowa the whole okay. time. Um, and then I was like, oh, I probably need to switch mainly because I LLC'd my graphic design yeah. business here. But obviously, you don't really have to. Um, but then when I went to, I just bought a new car a year ago. Mm-hmm. When I went to get my loan through the lender I had, I had to have Washington license to get oh, okay. it. So that's what made me officially switch. But I mean, I'm pretty sure once you hit seven years in Pullman, like you're pretty much a resident. Um, so I registered. Um, I'm now a full blown Washingtonian. You no know, car registered to Washington. Everything's Washington. Had to get rid of the Iowa license, which is kind of sad. I know that is sad. You know, I got to keep my Texas one. So they took my California, but I got to keep my Texas one. Why'd you have a Texas one? Cause I lived in Texas. Wait, when? <laughs> Before I came here. Oh, is that where Lamar is? Yeah, that's where Lamar is. Yeah. Uh, in Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont. Beaumont. I know some friends. I have some friends in Beaumont. Yeah. Um, I met them at a wedding, actually. They're oh, not nice. really even my friends, but now they're my friends. You know what we should talk about? What should we talk well, about? Let's talk about meeting people at a wedding. Okay. So, I the last wedding I went to was over Thanksgiving break last year in 2021. So, like two years ago. Yeah. But that was the most, probably one of the most fun experiences of my life. Like, and the people I met there, so cool. So cool. Like, and I, I don't even know how I met all these people. And like, we had a great time. <laughs> like, what do you do? You just was stand it just there and like dance? a one day wedding? No. So, well, so I got there uh, also. Okay. This is skewed. So I got there on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so I f- Who has a wedding where you have to be there on Thanksgiving? Well, that was when the cheapest flights were from here. Okay. So, but I flew on, I flew on Thanksgiving to Austin. The wedding was on Austin. Um, and I met up with my old college teammate, um, shout out Marillo. And we drove to the bride's Airbnb, who is my, our old college teammate, Natalie. And so we stayed with her on Thanksgiving night. Then the next day, like we went to the rehearsal dinner mm-hmm. and like hung out with everyone. Um, and I think then that's how we knew people. And then like the wedding night, like we all went out after too. So okay. super fun. Oh, But they were like super nice. Like, and not that I didn't think, I mean, I, Natalie, my teammate, like super cool, love her. Yeah. So it was fine. But I was like, oh, like these people are so nice. Like, I don't know anything about you. And now like we're hanging out, like just. Now you guys are best. Having a great time. Yeah. So how did you meet these people from Beaumont? It was at a wedding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're from Beaumont, Texas. Where but was now they're, I think now they're in like the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. I don't know. Where was the wedding? Their hometown is Beaumont. Uh, the wedding was actually in Cancun. No, Cabo. Oh. Yeah, it was for an old teammate. I don't think you were here for Blake Mazza. No. Um, he had a wedding down in uh, Cabo, all-inclusive. Wow. Yeah, it was actually pretty cheap. A whole little cheap thing, but probably changed my experience on... Um, destination weddings i think i would like to do a destination wedding because of that we were there for seven days seven days seven days so it like makes it turn the whole wedding into a different type of experience yeah you know you it's usually you're good friends because who's gonna like randos aren't just gonna like 
randos show up, not randos, but like not your like super close friends will go to just mm-hmm. Cabo to go to Cabo. Yeah. Um, so it was a whole bunch of his good friends um, and then some football player friends and everyone. And seven days, you kind of start to meet everyone. Mm-hmm. I think on day two, it was real quick. We were all just hanging out in the pool um, and kind of just slowly started hitting it off. And then there was like four of them and they were Blake's now wife, um, best friends from college. Okay, cool. So we just hung out all together all the time because we weren't in like the, uh, we weren't like in Mm. the bridal The party, the the party. Bridal party. Yeah. So we were kind of like not in certain dinners, like Mm -hmm. not in certain things. So we all just kind of became best friends. Yeah. And then I went down to Texas. I visited them them a couple times, like Snapchatted them. Two of them, they just got engaged. Amazing. There's another wedding coming up. Uh, So- Shout out uh, Drew and uh, Michaela. Hey, Drew and Michaela. Hope you're doing well. I was blank for a second, but shout out Drew and Michaela um, for getting engaged. Wedding coming soon. Hopefully I can attend, but no, we're all really good friends. Um, There's a couple other ones. We kind of have a group chat. We don't use it that much, but Drew and Michaela are probably the two that I talk to the most and shout out them. They're cool people. And now I got friends in Texas. That's super fun. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I would, I don't want to get married at all. But one bit. No. Um, but I feel like a destination wedding like would be doing the most. But I think it would be really fun if you have like a really good crew. Like yeah. say you have a tight crew of like twenty. I don't know how many people are at this wedding. It was a decent amount. It was still like probably close to throughout the week it was probably forty, fifty, and then a few people came like three days before. So okay. I think it probably got close to eighty maybe. Oh shoot, that's a lot. Yeah. But also I don't know. But I think that would but be But most of them are from Texas. So it's okay. like it's really just a skip and a hop from there. Yeah. Skip and a hop and a jump. Yeah. Snap, crackle and pop. So shout out destination wedding. Yeah. So that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna have a destination wedding. If I get married, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if I get stuck in Pullman, <laughs> chances are very low. <laughs> <laughs> there are some where would you get married if you got married in pullman if i got married i'm not getting married in pullman. <laughs> at birch and barley i'm going i'm going to like quarter lane or the west side or a lot of places before i'm like oh hey what up babe you want to get married in pullman <laughs> I, know, I know we met here but like <laughs> do you want to get what if you had to get married like on the football field like what <laughs> like would you would you be the person that proposed to to someone on the football field uh i thought about it at one point okay it was it was definitely a thought in my mind okay but it wasn't you know, the thought though it was a thought. thought okay but then you know life happens life happens yeah you know well i think you know there's no good segue out of destination weddings, but I think we have like touched on our experiences. Like the first pod was kind of like who we are, what we're about, yeah. random stuff. And then I think kind of more general. Yeah. Broad. But I think we could focus in a little bit on, I mean, a huge part of who we are, were we're college athletes. Yeah. And like I started college 10 years ago. Isn't that insane? I mean, I'm only like yeah three years away from that. I know, but it just feels like. But I've almost spent. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't left this place. I almost have a decade in Pullman. Think about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, no college, 
college athletics is a big part of our life still is oh yeah um, maybe we chat a little bit about like our our cu- first couple our, years our formative years our experiences as a college freaking athlete yeah oh but where do we start mind blast <laughs> let's see i got back this when you cue the where's the like i don't know where it is <laughs> try again i gonna do the uh, uh nope that's scary <laughs> nope back in the day holman a beautiful magical place back in 2017 june 17th dallas Hobbs stepped his first steps into pullman f- to be here officially so walk me through walk me through do you remember the first week you were here oh yeah tell me i about remember it. the first day i was okay, here tell me about it first day uh we stayed at I mix them up. The older one, not the courtyard, but the other one. Residence in? Yeah, we had to stay there okay. first because dorms weren't ready and mm-hmm. we got here early. So I think I had a room by myself. But um, Connor Neville and Johnny Neville, um, they were teammates of mine at some point. I just remember <laughs> we went to their room. I don't know. We had a group chat going forever. So we were kind of mm-hmm. just whoever was there was there. And then the first night, we're just all hanging out on the in the room. Like, this sounds bad, but we were jumping off. There was like this half wall. We were jumping off the wall onto the bed. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, we're really in college and this is how we start <laughs> our time. But no, that was like the first night. Um, and then the next day we moved into the dorms. Uh, none of my family came with me. So, Aww. you know, I just moved in by myself mm-hmm. and didn't really care. Um, easy little move in. I didn't, I think I just shipped all my clothes boxes out. Okay. Wasn't a big transition for me anyways i went to boarding school in massachusetts right out of high school so i just switched coast and Mm -hmm. came out to pullman so i was already matured already been by myself for a year so the whole thing was easy for me didn't need my parents to come out yeah i kind of like i sometimes i always remember you have that you had that year at deerfield but i think sometimes i forget because it's like oh you came to college and your parents were here well your parents went with you to Deerfield to settle in. Or no, whatever. they actually did. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you already have that year kind of under your belt, so you're yeah. like, yeah, I know what to expect. All exactly. that. Exactly. I'd been on my own already and knew what to expect. Knew how to pack. Knew I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, kind of just that whole first week, it's really just an introductory period. So you're getting all your physicals. Um, you're doing like academic registrations, getting enrolled in classes, getting all that stuff, um, and going through the whole bridge alive and. Mm-hmm. Just that's what the first whole week is, is just introductory period in the weight room, in school, in all of it. So it's just a whole bunch of the kind of boring stuff to start. Yeah. Um, but then it starts speeding up. And then, yeah, it was it was a fun little summer just because it's your first summer away from, like, your parents. For mm-hmm. me, I'd already done it. So it was, I was extra mature and already, like, <laughs> knew what was going on. Like, oh, this is cool, you know. And then um, – all it is in Pullman is in the summer is athletes. So mm-hmm. most of our time is just messing around in the dorms um, mm-hmm. with, I think, mainly the soccer team is soccer, volleyball. Um, That's usually then, about it, I feel like. Yeah, and then there's a few stragglers from mm-hmm. basketball and stuff. But majority football, soccer, and we just all hang out every day, work out in the morning, and then hang out all day, end up going to, like, the cliffs or the dunes mm-hmm. or just messing around on the patio. So that was a fun experience because it's, like, your first go at it, and it's, like, it's pretty like laid back outside of workouts because mm-hmm. your first freshman workouts kind of suck. Oh, I bet. Um, Actually, I know. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, just, you know, the season cut fall. Oh, fall camp. 
Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> Tell me. So, oh man. Okay, so I'll, we'll, I'll save a little of it because I, I, it's always nice to experience it with someone else. So, like when our next guest yeah. comes on, he was also a football player here yeah. at Washington State. Um, Give me like a a bird's eye view of what you expected, and did that align with what happened? I I knew it was going to be hard because like you have we get here in June, um, camps in August, like everyone's telling us what it is like and as it gets closer the older guys are kind of telling us everything it Mm -hmm. is and i think we have one of the worst fall camp well had one of the worst fall camps to ever exist um (laughs) not really but it does get hot in this area it does um but no our our fall camp took place in lewiston idaho for those of you don't know lewiston's a very small town city-ish um right in the middle it's not a big number but it's a a strong paper mill factory or something so it just oh, and that smells scent. like like i don't know what it smells like but it's it's miserable it i it does not smell pleasant that's what i will no. say and you'd wake up every morning and it's like that's the time where it's all the forest fires too so it's oh, smoky yeah. the sky's orange the sun coming up is like pure orange and you're like where am I? Like, <laughs> where is this real? Like, yeah. Um, but no, them those first <laughs> those first days of fall camp, you're really just like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good on football. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm making it. And the funny part is, we had fourteen or twelve days before that was like sixteen twenty one. Mm-hmm. Like it was miserable. Your sleep, your um shout out to people who make it through junior college we were in a small junior college dorm middle of summer i didn't know what to pack i didn't bring any bed sheets i didn't bring any blankets but they give us like this thin but little one so, in a, thin. so thin little sheet and then you're just sitting there just like oh my goodness yeah and it's just you're eating some not the greatest sodexo um you know great old sodexo um catering college yeah. campus food mm. not good so you're not eating well you're beating your body to the pisser. Mm-hmm. So that was rough. And it's just like, you're trying to learn this playbook that was really hard at the time to pick up. It was it was a hard learning curve. Mm-hmm. So trying to pick that up, being a young guy, undersized, so much is just happening. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be this <laughs> hard. And you're just going day after day after day. And you're not in your own space. Like, yeah. you're sharing it with three other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ends up becoming a really good like team bonding experience like you start goofing around with all the guys the older guys you get roomed with and it it turns into a great experience but man is it it's rough yeah like my oh it was just like i don't know what is going on with my body i don't know where i'm at Mm -hmm. i don't know and it's just like you're just thugging through the days Mm -hmm. man i I don't envy that. Yeah. I know. My, so my experience was different because I didn't go in the summer. So yeah. um, I stayed home and trained in the summer, um, like ended my long course season going to this, this like me, it's called, it was called the North American Challenge Cup. It was actually at um, KCAC. So it was on the West side, um, sorry, King County Aquatic Center in, oh, okay. KCAC, uh, okay. yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, <laughs> but like had a good last meet there and um so i got to college and where where was your group chat like how was your group Snapchat. chat oh yeah see what <laughs> they made we did we had like a facebook group well i think uh, for just like all the no no that's, athletes, yeah that's how you met them yeah yeah no ours was snapchat no yeah ours but i mean snapchat didn't have a group chat function back like 
Because you were what? Two 13. years before? Yeah, three? I was 13. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah. we it was like Facebook and um, which was just, it's so funny to think about now. Yeah. Um, but I moved in, like my parents did come with me and I moved in and I was roomed with someone that I hadn't met before. They just yeah. put me with her. She was a swimmer. That's how um, too. but I just remember like the first week we had, um, like all the physicals, like we had the welcome back barbecue, all yep. that stuff. And so it was very light and we had captain's practices. So none of the coaches were there and we just kind of messed around, played yeah, water polo. It doesn't start until... When, yeah, we like, can't. Well, we can't technically start practices until September one, okay. and at UNLV we started like August twenty fifth or whatever, yeah. like that first, the last week of August. Um, and I remember, so we had to do all the physicals, and what they did is they put, they had this huge gym. This was a basketball gym, and they divided it off into like five different sections, and that you went through each section like, um and got your physical done so there was like five parts it was like drawing blood like your actual physical like yeah your like talk about go over your paperwork and i remember i sat next to i had a class or something so i wasn't sitting next to any of the swimmers and i sat next to like some baseball guys and i actually ended up living with one of those baseball guys oh, wow. <laughs> like in 2018 which is actually kind of funny because we actually never talked about that but like that's how i knew him um but yeah. And I just remember I had never lifted weights before. <laughs> so we, what we call conditioning, we call dry land, dry land. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we're going to do dry land. And, um, so that's like crunches, abs, whatever yeah. running. And so I had never run heavily before or done weights. So like that was a whole learning curve. Cause I had, I just yeah. had never done it. That's and what I, yeah. I was going to ask that. Cause like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, the jump from high school like AU travel swimming to college the swimming part probably isn't too much different mm -mm. whereas like football it's like that jump from high school to college yeah. is it's it's a whole lot yeah I don't think the swimming the swimming is definitely different but I think the hardest part for me was the dry land the conditioning piece yeah. and the weightlifting um and I remember swimming and I had had the past year we can get into it another time but I had had a really hard senior year really tough and like yeah. I just, when you swim, and I don't know if you know this, but like when you swim, it's all about feel. Like to me, I can tell how I'm going to swim, how I'm going to do like based on my feel. Now it's always not always right, but I just remember getting into our first practice and I was like, wow, I feel terrible. Yeah. And I was like, this is never going to, I was like, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. Never went away. <laughs> but, um, that's, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But I think the hardest thing was my program. My coach was very like quality yardage so that means like we would swim less yards but we would swim a lot faster yards so like our sets would be very high intensity yeah and i got put in the distance group and we were swimming like we were swimming distance like seven to ten thousand yards of practice so mm. i was like whoa and i was only doing like four thousand of practice before yeah. so i was like wow um i don't know what's going on so that was a huge learning curve. Yeah. Like I knew how to swim. Like I could swim that much, but. But it's like putting that much in. What what hurts after you get out of the pool? Like, is it obviously shoulders and like yeah. chest? <laughs> and like I, hip flexor and stuff? I, I always wonder like from the swimming route, like what ends up. So I think, so I swim a lot of butterfly and freestyle. And a lot of that is like, especially free. And you swim the most freestyle, like when you're training, it's a lot with your hips 
and like the pull. So um, I think a lot of it was like right under the armpit mm. and like the shoulders too. And then also sometimes my hips because I would be turning so much, yeah. like my rotating my hips back and forth. But I just remember like I everyone's like a, a big fish or like I was a big fish in a small pond yeah. when I like got to college and like actually swimming against people that were like better than me or just as good, I think was definitely different because I was yeah. the best swimmer where I was coming from. Yeah. Um, so I think that was, that was difficult. And then I just didn't feel like my body just felt so weird and yeah. it was a huge transition, but I was like, what is going on? Like, it's me, it's me. Like I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And yeah. I just didn't want to give myself any patience to like go through the process. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was hard. Like, and I think with football, what some of like the freshmen and you've kind of told me is like, I don't want to say y'all understand, but you're like, okay, like I'm probably going to red shirt. Like yeah. I'm going to take my time. Like I'm going to learn the playbook. I'm going to be on scout team. And like, I guess in swimming, it's, it's not like that. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to compete right away. And like, yeah. I'm going to score points. Because there's not really like that size strength disadvantage as much. Okay. Calvin. Calvin's got the Cal zoomies. Calvin's talking, got the zoomies, but no, I don't think, yeah, like the, I don't know what you'd call it. Not the learning curve, but like the, the yeah. route for a freshman in swimming compared to a freshman in football is a lot different. And it's like pretty, pretty, <laughs> sorry for my cat, <laughs> pretty uh, vocalized by coaches and stuff like that. You kind of know in those first three months leading into fall camp, if you're going to be mm -hmm. a more on the red shirt side or not but mm -hmm. it's changed a lot though now because now you can red shirt and play play four games four games so mm -hmm. that changes a lot because you kind of always have to be prepared now you don't mm -hmm. know what game you're going to get thrown into whereas my first year as a freshman I kind of knew like I was I got, I got I came in as a DN at 200 and like 20 pounds maybe and got thrown into D tackle so I knew from the start, yeah. like I knew I was getting redshirted. Like mm -hmm. I was completely undersized, like mm -hmm. and didn't lack the the I lacked the talent that I needed to play right away. So but that was kind of voice. So I kind of knew my route, which it helps you a little bit. Um mm -hmm. just in terms of fall camp and everything and what you kinda ex gonna experience. Well, hello. Calvin's trying to talk into the mic. Yeah, but so. Yeah. I think so, at least in my experience and every year is different and we probably can get into this because both of us have gone through many coaching changes oh yeah um but like the first year it was kind of i i knew i wasn't going to travel to like the fastest meets and stuff but i was going to travel i knew yeah. that like i knew i was going to travel to most meets like swim at our invites and stuff but i think what was hard is i didn't know if i was going to score a conference so um you can score 17 people at conference for a swim team and divers count as a half a person. Mm. Um, so like depending on your diving program, like you might only have two divers score or four divers or none at all. Yeah. Washington state doesn't have, yeah. Washington right? state doesn't have diving. So um, like, I didn't know if I was going to be on the scoring team or I was, I was going to swim exhibition. So exhibition would have meant I would have swam in the morning, but even if I had swam fast enough to swim at night, like I wouldn't have gotten to. So it was just kind of like, I felt really, it was just hard because I didn't swim at a level I thought I was going to my first year. Cause I was like, yeah. I know what I'm capable of. I know I can swim this fast. And then I was swimming like these times that I was like, that's when I'm swimming, like, and not be, and not be happy. And then the coaches were like, great. And I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. so that was super frustrating. I know for me, 
Um, but I think the the weight room was really hard for me. That was the hardest point yeah. for me. I I lucked out in terms of the weight room. Like, it, don't get me wrong, it was still so hard. Mm-hmm. Freshman conditioning and freshmen. So all freshmen and people that didn't travel had to do Friday morning lifts. Oh yeah, and Friday morning workouts, yeah. and that meant. I think it was 5.30 start or whatever, mm-hmm. 6. I don't know what the legal time or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Say 6 o'clock. Um, and you were right outside, right away on the prowler. So pushing sleds. Mm-hmm. And you do like an absurd like 15, 20 reps of like straight forward. And then you jump over. And then you'd do this, do that. So do all that. And then you go inside and you'd start with, I believe, wave cleans. Oh. So And then wave cleans were three no four sets of four sets of three but it'd be like uh the first row would be 50 percent, mm-hmm. 60 65 70 and then it jumped to 70 75 80 mm-hmm. 85 then 85 oh my goodness 90 and you work up almost i think you went up to like 90 95 percent after you're already doing a prowler workout you mm-hmm. go and do wave cleans and if you if you drop the bar or like didn't perform well you start the wave cleans over and then you're going to back squat. So oh. then you go and do either back squat or front squat on top of all that. And then I think at the end we did some type of like core or something. But oh, then you were tough. done. You were done for the weekend mm-hmm. because you weren't traveling. You weren't mm-hmm. doing anything. And even home games, mm-hmm. um, if you redshirted and didn't travel, you didn't. You weren't on the sideline. Yeah. Mike Leach had a different rule where most people don't do that. So then you kind of had the weekend to yourself. But man, it was it was hell. But. Um, in terms of weight room, just in general, I got lucky. My program in high school, we did a lot of early morning liftings, and mm-hmm. I had the like. <laughs> that was Calvin, and uh, I had that general skill, so that helped me perform well in the weight room compared to like others that didn't lift at all. Mm-hmm. So that helped me a lot. And there's a few advantages and disadvantages I had, and no, I think I I had a good experience as a freshman. I mean academically i was fine yeah like, i went to a prep school that was mm-hmm. absurdly hard compared to engineering prep school yeah and i was going the engineering route at the mm-hmm. time and it was just like even compared i was probably top of my class in high school like if not pretty close mm-hmm. i got there and i was bottom like it was shell shock how hard mm-hmm. the class was like i was taking ap classes in high school and then came there mm-hmm you don't AP AP classes there are just regular classes. Oh yeah. So it was just this shell shock. But then by the time I got to college, it was just like, all right, this is easy. Like I understand what's going on. College is simple. Like, and I was just getting through it. So academically, I was fine. It was, it was more just trying to get used to the football side and the conditioning yeah. and all the extra stuff that comes with that. I love how I forgot about even talking about academics. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for me, I definitely schools. School has always been not the easiest thing for me. And like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I have to work. What it seemed like is I felt like I had to work like 20 times harder to get 10% of what someone got. Um, But, you know, also that's my bias and what I thought. Um, Yeah. And everyone has gifted in different, different sides. But papers, no, 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 I was papers. No, but I was super lucky that, um, I actually ended up having quite a few credits coming in because I took city college classes at my high school. Yeah. Um, so that helped. And then I met with my advisor once a week and like swimmers, we weren't required to, but I told that advisor that I had, which we had like six advisors when yeah. I was there, but I was like, I have to meet with you cause I don't know what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so she was actually really helpful and um, set me up pretty well for success. And then I took a couple classes where I felt like 
okay, I feel confident in this. Like I, I know I can pass this class. So I felt less worried about yeah. like my grades. Um, yeah, I think I definitely took advantage of the academic side just because I knew what to expect mm-hmm. and kind of had a, a, a forward start, but I was doing the same thing. Like we had pack counselors and everything. Yeah. So I was always meeting with, I was always meeting with uh, like my pack counselors and everyone. Um, and then like, my on camp I even went to my on campus um academics person okay all the time so that like got me ahead in terms of classes and stuff too mm-hmm. so it was all it was all nice yeah I think I think one of the hardest parts was like just being in a lecture of like 200 people because I had never experienced that and I was like yeah are they really going to take attendance that I'm here and then we had to do the clicker yeah, like you had to do clicker you had to do this or that yeah like, I know that that was a big jump and it was it was weird to learn in an environment like mm-hmm. that because my high school wasn't I think we had probably like 400 or something ish yeah students or something so 400 total or in my class okay so that meant like classes were still only like 20 yeah. people yeah then prep school was even smaller it was probably like 10 to 15 so another thing is I forgot to mention, I went to school in Las Vegas. And so, well, I've mentioned it before, yeah. but I have not mentioned it since we started this pod. And you know, that's super important to me. Um, I think one of the interesting things was I was in the hotel college. So there were a lot of people that would work a third shift or overnight, and then they would come back. Bro, what? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, dude. It's so good to see you. The legend George Hicks has just walked in the building. You know, we're talking about like our first year in college. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to be on the pod sometime? Yeah, you do. You're going to be on it soon. Thank you. Respectfully, I'll have to decline. (laughs) Okay, where were we? Okay, so in, in Las Vegas, there's a lot of people that start working in the hotels right when they turn like 18. And so they're working in the hotels and you make really good money. Oh, I bet. Really good money. And so a lot of them didn't get their degree. And then their company will pay for them to get their degree because sometimes they'll say, hey, you need a bachelor's in order to move up and get more yeah. money. So there are a lot of people that were, you know, in their 30s, 40s that were getting their college degree. Mm-hmm. And then there was me, like the bright 18-year-old trying to take hotel classes. And oh, yeah, because they'd be in, they'd be... Those same people transitioning into that program. Yeah. And they, just the knowledge I gained though, because I was like, I wanted to work in hotels, but I hadn't really worked in a hotel. And so just hearing their experience, I was like, wow, I don't know anything. So. That's not my cat. Yeah. That's not your cat. What the? Calvin's right here though. Anyway. (laughs) But But it was I bet like it's, it's wild. I mean, I'd always... I always take like real world experience over what you can learn in school Mm -hmm. because you can learn so much more. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I think that's what I learned just through the good thing is like my, so my last year of high school, there's this project based school called big Iowa big, and you could switch out your normal classes for different classes and you were project based learning. So you'd go to work with companies, you'd go Mm -hmm. do all these different things and i figured out that's the best way that i learn is like real hands-on learning um so i really enjoyed that and that's what i think like i was going the route like if i didn't get any good college offers or anything i don't think i was going to college yeah i was gonna go to trade school or just do that because my my mind didn't really work 
mm-hmm. in the way where it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I don't, I, I have book smarts, but I don't enjoy like the book smart side. I'd like rather do like, that's why I like art. And that's why I like, mm-hmm. like real hands-on learning. And I was going to go to trade school, like go into either go the civil engineering route or go trade school and become an electrician or yeah. HVAC systems or stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's really interesting to think about too. Cause I, I think I would have just went and worked in a hotel. Yeah. Like I think I would have just done that. And, and again, like in Vegas, you can move up and make that money. Yeah. And so I think I would have done that if I didn't have swimming or if none of that worked out. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to think about it, especially since it's been like, it's been, a, it's been a minute. Like, yeah. and I think about how stuff is documented now mm-hmm. and people have, you know, all your memories or all the social media and like, I don't, I didn't have any of that. So like, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of pictures from college. Like, I don't know where they are. Someone has them, like they're yeah. floating around, yeah. but I was just thinking about that too. Like, cause yeah, you were kind of in that awkward, that awkward stage where like Facebook was becoming a thing, but it wasn't a thing. And like, yeah, I like, think. Yeah, inst- you have camera rolls and everything, but everything wasn't backed up the same way. Mm-mm. You didn't have access to all of it. Like, I've lost. I luckily have always had, I've always been a techie person. So I have like Google photos that mm-hmm. goes all the way back to my freshman year. I think it goes back to like middle school. Oh, wow. So I have everything. Um, but then I switched from Android to iPhone mm-hmm. and I lost it all on my main phone. So mm-hmm. it, it all kind of starts at Deerfield. Mm-hmm. And those are like, what's on my camera roll? But no, it's it's pretty wild. Like, having having the memories from snapchat and things like that you're always just like wait what Mm -hmm. like and it's always funny when like you have a memory that like pops up and you're doing that same thing like at the same time as it popping up like there's a couple times i went and got a tattoo in my yearly or two yearly (laughs) memory would be a tattoo or something like those are always weird because it's like and then you reaccount all these memories but then Mm -hmm. back in the day people like you just actually had to have those memories Mm -hmm. like there was there was only experience. <laughs> just lived in there my was head. experiences that triggered that, not like physical like proof of like things happening. Yeah. So I think like like you know I always joke about MVP of the student athlete talent show. Like I don't think there is a like there's a file that exists of me like doing the dance that yeah. I got or like any of that. And I'm like if Snapchat would have been a thing, like I would have had so many or Instagram. But yeah. um, it's kind of fun to let those live in my head. But I'm trying to think of like what my <sighs> I don't want to say like my favorite memory from my first year or like memories that stick out to me. Um, I don't know if you have any that come to mind, but I'm trying to think of some. I have plenty of good ones. <laughs> Most of them that can't be repeated on this podcast, but no, there's, there's so many good ones because like I said, like I'll, I'll admit it. Like I didn't take my first year football wise, athletically as best as I could. Mm. Like, they told me from the start I'm redshirting, and yeah, I was going in, and our my whole friend group, yeah, we were grinders, like we were still getting the extra work in, like lifting and stuff. But we'd be the first ones out of the door to go, you know, all hang out and yeah. like be together in the room, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, um, but <laughs> engage um, in social activities, engage in social activities, and I've always been a social person. Mm-hmm. And no, so I, I I would I'll be honest, like I didn't take my first year to the best advantage if I could, like I was still doing good academically. I was fine, but mm-hmm. you know, I was having fun in Pullman. Um, and that brought a whole lot of fun experience. Like, and I won't trade any of that ever. Like the amount of people I met, the amount of 
memories I made with friends. Like it was so much fun. And those are the memories that I look back on the most. And those are the ones I'll send back to all my friends. And we're mm -hmm. like, and you get all these different perspectives from the night because it's Snapchat from yeah, everyone's yeah. encounter. And you're just like, dang, these were fun times. <laughs> and it's like, it's when Pullman was kind of like at, yeah. at the peak of the peak Pullman. Pullman. Yeah. And it was, it was just wild times. And it was just, it was a fun, it was a fun atmosphere for someone that's very social um, mm -hmm. and just met so many people and just still in contact with so many of them. So my first year was a whole lot of fun. Like, mm -hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't, you know, trade any of those experiences for anything. Like, I'm happy I ended up at WSU. Like, it's it's just wild, like, how your life pans out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> the one rep memory I can think of, and I know there's way more, but so towards the end of the year, they had to get rid of all the chocolate milk in in our weight room and so why because it was gonna expire or whatever oh, it was, yeah so i remember that some sports had gone home and on our hall it was swimmers and volleyball players yeah and so me and one of the other volleyball rooms we would just stack the, <laughs> the milk in front of our doors as high as we could yeah. and knock and like run and so i just remember like i would open the door and it'd just be stacks of milk. Um, and then I think another one I remember is my roommate, like really liked doing art and stuff. And so yeah. for, for like the holidays, we like colored and made this um, chimney. Like it was actually really fun. Like we sat around and did that. And then um, we had the, we had the bathrooms where it was like the suite in between. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Um, and so the roommates next door, I remember it was like 10 PM at night. And like, we always left unlocked cause we were cool with our, yeah. they were swimmers. And, um, <laughs> this group of people came into our dorm <laughs> and, and we were, we had morning practice the next day and they're like, what the heck? And, um, our roommate on the other side, sweet mate was like, I just want to show everyone the fireplace. And she brought in like five to 10 people. And I was like, it's 10 30 or whatever at night. Like we have to wake up at five. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So those are the two things I can think of, but I know those, I know there are more. Um, Oh yeah. I have so many good ones. And those, I know I have some good ones, but those just, I every remember. weekend was an adventure. I bet. Because I mean, if the team traveled, like we had Friday to Sunday with mm -hmm. nothing better to do mm -hmm. than go eat food, goof around and just hang out together. Like the dorms, like my room was, a central hangout spot mm -hmm. like especially towards the end because my roommate ended up like going to live with his girlfriend or something okay. and he'd come back every so often but we moved all the beds together i blowed up an air mattress in the middle so it was just like this big hangout spot so oh, i could see that we had so much fun and um and then yeah ended up um freshman year the people i hung out ended up moving into the house the next year together mm -hmm. and that was the one across the street from this one right mm -hmm. now and then after our sophomore year, we moved over here, and I've lived in the same. <laughs> I've lived in the same room since, so um, it's pretty wild. It's it's weird because like I have all these Pullman memories, mm -hmm. and I haven't really changed. Like like I'm still I'm working for the team I played yeah. for. I'm living in the same room. Like I have all these memories, and like all my roommates have like slowly trickled out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's like. That's what makes Pullman so weird because I have all these vivid memories of everything I did, mm -hmm. but now they're kind of gone and it's like, I can't experience Pullman the same way. So that's, yeah. that's always why I'm like, oh, I kind of need like a, a switch up just to like, cause I have so much stuff tied to Pullman mm -hmm. and old memories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 
Vegas, I lived in five or six different places. So I was never really in the same place. Um, but that's kind of how I like it. Like it kept me on my toes. And then I think there was a lot of, for me that like wanting to live in different places around the city, especially because I got like acclimated to the city and I found a group of people that were not necessarily associated with my swim team that like I became really good friends with. And so I think that's like, that was one of the really cool things about living in Mm -hmm. Vegas. Like I felt like I lived a couple different lives while I was there just because yeah, there was so much going around on. and the yeah. environment change and you can change your environment so mm-hmm. easy in a place like that. Like yeah. you can be so detached from the university, like mm-hmm. you can kind of just be away from it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, compared to me still here <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> no, nah, it is, it is what it is, but I also don't like moving because okay. I accumulate too much things. What do you think? would happen if like you had to move how long do you think it would take for you to move uh like packing up yeah moving the whole yeah. nine yards kind of depends where i'm going and all that stuff um it's within a three mile radius of where we're at three mile radius of where we're at i mean it took it took me like a whole day to clean up the last house and just move across the street yeah <laughs> um, so it's gonna at least take me two three days yeah. to get everything unpacked and get reorganized and everything like and i'm working on it now like i slowly need to... all right <laughs> Golly. tell me what just happened it's just interrupt central today my roommate's cat snuck in here and because of george and my cat and that cat aren't friends and then they just jumped on the podcast equipment. So then it paused. But anyways, after interruption, whatever, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, we're back. We're back. But anyways, it would probably take me, yeah, three days to move in, do that whole thing. Um, but I'm definitely working on downsizing just in case the time comes that I do have to move. Are you a person who like, when you pack up like, you find something you're like, whoa, like this is so great. And it's I do that you. when I clean my room. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's terrible when I clean my room. Like, but I've gotten most of those boxes gone. Like it used to be like, I used to do this thing where I, I keep, a, I used to keep a lot of boxes. I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But inside those boxes would be money, <laughs> random pictures, random objects, just a whole bunch of different knickknacks. And I'd be like, oh, cool. And then I'm digging through that box for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah no it's bad when i move and pack and do all that it takes me a long time yeah i think i started in college like i had stuff all over my walls like pictures posters yeah same thing in my second year and then every year it just got progressively less and less and now there's nothing on my walls and i'm okay with that because i don't spend any time at my house yeah so you know my you know what my office used to look like like it was just pictures everywhere so i love that but i think you know where i sleep it's kind of like yeah no i need to start slowly downsizing and picking apart all my Mm knickknacks because i got too many i got just a whole bunch of just random assortment of things that would that should be one day you just bring a box here's what i found in my room it's bad i i did well the last time i cleaned up my room but i need i definitely need another one Mm -hmm. i need another end of spring summer cleaning now okay because i got too many clothes i got too many random objects yeah i'm just bad like i'll look at a shirt and i'll be like but like what about like halloween or (laughs) like this event or like 
you know, you'll, you'll find a reason to wear that like soon. Like mm-hmm. we'll find a way. Don't end up wearing it. Mm. Don't end up getting rid of it. Love it. And I just add more clothes. Yeah, I would love, I would love to do like a, what is it? A Marie Kondo where they like go through the clothes and they're like, does this bring you joy? Oh, like you're not, it's going to be so, it's so hard for me to get rid of things. Like mm-hmm. getting rid of clothes is almost impossible for me. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> so my, my father, shout out James, um, he loves to keep things, like keeps them to the max. Like yeah. he had like stuff from the early 90s. That's and, how my dad is. And, and so my mother is like, James, like, come on, get it together. And he'll be like, ah, ah, ah. and then he, he got, he finally got convinced, like, I think this past year to throw away, like, a shirt that he had had for like over 20 years. That's how my dad, that's <laughs> exactly where I got it from. Yeah. Shout out to our fathers. Yeah. They, they gave me some great genet- genetics and then they gave me a few terrible things. <laughs> but shout out the good things I got. And I guess shout out some of the bad things I got. Yeah. Makes you who you are. Makes you who you are. But no, decluttering when I get a day. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. I it- literally need a whole day. Maybe two. <laughs> Actually, I feel like you should do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, or like a period, an extended period. Yeah, like we'll, a cleanse. We'll see when I have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, I know that that's not realistic. <laughs> I know. Um, no, as, as we'll have, the good thing is soon there'll be a weekend where we don't have like official, unofficial. But I have Sunday. I have this Sunday free. Okay. And that was my plan. My mom was supposed to come. She's not coming anymore. Okay. So I think I definitely need to, I at least need to tidy up my room. Okay. My room's not like messy. It's not messy. Like it's not ugly messy. It's just cluttered. Just got some, you know, things, bips and bobs. Yeah. So I need to go through like all those drawers, all those, like I got to go through all this. Okay. And we'll see how much I get rid of. That would be interesting. I'll let you know next week. Please do. I would actually really appreciate it. Here's and a, a, here's a box of uh, everything I threw away. <laughs> a whole lot of papers, a whole lot of just random stuff. Do you keep stuff from like school or was a lot of your stuff just online because of your major? Uh, I mean, most of it's, if it was our project, it's hanging up mm-hmm. um, or it's somewhere. I don't really throw away too many art projects. I gave away, I gave a lot of them to my mom. Okay. Um, she keeps all the art, art projects. I have art That's projects. That's what moms are for. At my, at my house back home in Iowa, like there's a big frame in our living room of all my art projects from like first grade through whatever. Oh, I love that. So she just hangs all those up. She, so she keeps all my art stuff. I gave her some more like painting things from the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I used to have a really bad, I got a slight hoarding problem, I think, but it's, 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 it's getting better. Um, I finally stopped keeping so many, I'm not drinking right now anyways, and in the last year I don't keep as many beer cans, but I used to keep all my beer cans. Really? As an art purpose. Oh, I still have them all. I'm not, I I stopped, I I stopped doing (laughs) it now, but I have all of them from when I, when we first started the podcast and I was first getting into the beer industry, Mm -hmm. I kept all my beer cans Mm -hmm. because I I had this one elaborate idea one day when I get an office, like. I want to like make a wall of all the different beer cans oh, or cool. do some random things, but Something like that. they'll probably end up getting thrown away when I move. Cause it's just going to be a hassle. Yeah. Cause it takes up like a whole big tote. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's probably a hundred cans. That's a lot. Yeah. But I feel like that is different from people saving. It's the college thing where you save your bottles. Yeah. Like, I feel like those are different. 
but it, it, it did bring back that memory. Yeah, it's it's almost the same concept, but it's it's from an artistical. Artistical? Is that a word? I don't art, 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 artistic. Yeah, it, it would just be artistic. I do, like, I do like artistical, though. Artistical. I haven't heard that one. I don't know. I make up words sometimes. Yeah. Is that what you make up? But anyways, yeah, we're we're working on our, but we, we got some major steps. Mm-hmm. And just on a busy schedule, you know, I start to collect things and nothing gets deleted. Yeah. Like we're just collecting, collecting. Yeah. I need to start at least canceling. It. <laughs> like I don't need to get on the positive side of getting rid of, I at least need to start canceling. Out. If I get a shirt, I got to get rid of a shirt. Yeah. I get. So keep it like, what is it? Keep it, you play golf? Keep it at par? Yeah, I got I definitely have to start keeping it at par. Okay. But. I've gotten better. I don't. I don't have a bad shopping problem anymore. Well, you gave it to me, so. Yeah. No, I'm. But it's just shoes, <laughs> and you just know it's Nike, so. Yeah. No, I kind of. I gave up on shoes. Gave up on clothes mainly because I'm in a losing weight, body transformation yeah. type thing. So it's like I can't buy these clothes, and I'm not going to end up even being that size. Mm-hmm. So just, that's helping me. Just an experiment, you know. So we're working on life. Yeah. Well, okay. Gotta ask. You know, we're heading into the weekend. I know you got stuff going on, but like, wh- what is your what does a weekend look like for Dallas Hobbs? What does a weekend look like? My weekends have drastically changed. That is for sure. Talk um, to me. You know, as becoming a director, I have director. to be a lot more professional. Um, and it was more like I got. I got the job at a a weird time. So when I started last January, I was still like, I was still supposed to play last season. So in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be here anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just starting the job. Like all my friends are still around. Like Mm -hmm. people from the team or people that were like starting to transfer even like we're still around. So everyone's like around and, you know, we were taking advantage of all this off time. Like, cause they weren't practicing Mm because they either graduated, stopped playing or they were about to transfer. So they weren't like involved in like, they were on their own schedule. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it just meant like Thursday through Saturday being very social. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we did. And mm-hmm. I continued that, you know, all of last spring and then a little bit this fall. But then, you know, started to lock in a little bit more and mm-hmm. realize like, hey, I'm not this person anymore. Yeah. Like, I got to start creating boundaries. And most of my friends have left now. Yeah. Um, so it used to just be continuing to be pretty social. <laughs> But then I finally got to the point where one, technically my season, my season of when I would have been here. Yeah. People were like, why are you doing that? But it's like in my head, I was still going to be here anyway. Mm-hmm. So I might as well enjoy it kind of like how I was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then ended up, you know, just hanging out on the weekends. But now I figured it out, became a director. Can't go out as much. Mm-hmm. Got to be a professional mm-hmm. um, and take over more responsibilities. Whereas that's kind of staying in the office a little bit more, staying mm-hmm. ahead of things. Um, yeah. But now a typical weekend just consists of um, kind of just doing some work, either freelance or graphic design for the mm-hmm. school, um, and then just hanging out, listening to music, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturdays we usually have like visits or something in the morning. Yeah, we kind of just hang out all day at the office because mm-hmm. it's like we're just editing photos or doing something, music's playing, mm-hmm. um, and then. And then look at <laughs> catches pausing things. Um, 
And then we kind of just, you know, enjoy the rest of the day and kind of just hang out. It's mm-hmm. usually me, Carson, or like our coworker group just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sundays in the winter, I'll get into this at some point because we'll probably have Carson, yeah, my coworker, um, and other director on the podcast at some point. In the winter, it just ended. We were snowboarding and skiing every Sunday mm-hmm. whenever we had time. But You go to Mount Spokane? Uh, silver. Silver, okay. Yeah, so that was fun. And that was kind of how we spent our time. But... Now I kind of have free Sundays. At one point, I was bartending every Sunday up at the brewery. Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about the brewery at yeah. some point. Um, so it's kind of all over the place, but most of the time it's just working or hanging out. Mm-hmm. I don't have a very exciting weekend in Pullman especially, but you know, kind of just laying low and figuring it all out. But I think that's necessary, and I think because we work so much and because like we're just always on, Like yeah. I don't know, I take that da- downtime very like – I appreciate it a lot yeah. more. So like I'll read or I'll watch some movies yeah. or I'll do art or like paint some canvases, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, but shout out to Ashley for inviting me over to her house, you know, the yeah. other weekend, like that was super fun. Cause all the crew. Yeah. Cause I don't get to do that that much. Yeah. Um, cause I am a department of one. Um, but I think like, again, readings become really important. I yep. just ordered, I didn't know there was a, a hunger games prequel book. Oh, I heard about that one. I had no idea. So I ordered the, I ordered the book. that's what the next movie is supposed to be based on. Yeah. So I ordered that book. Cause like, I would love to read that. Um, but just kind of lay low. Like you said, I feel like I've got a lot of my socializing out a long yeah. time ago. And I think, you know, being, being in the position that we both are, it's like kind of establishing that boundary. Yeah. Cause we are, we technically like. always are on call yeah. in a way. So yeah. it's like, you're always kind of on edge. So you can't super plan ahead. Um, but it's also like when we have moments of relaxation, like I'm just sitting at my computer, like either making art or doing things and 75 hard has kind of changed that all too. Mm -hmm. Like when I have downtime, I'm reading or I'm going for a walk or like Mm kind of finding time to do a few different things. So that's been nice. And 75 hard has definitely changed my mindset on a lot of things. And I'm, did I talk about it last podcast? I don't, you talked about it. Yeah. What you had to do. Yeah. yeah, So no, 75 hard has definitely changed my mindset a lot. And I think that's super beneficial um, from that side of things to kind of, it helps me schedule my day. Mm -hmm. My my day's already pretty like regimented, regimented. Yeah. Regimented. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty strict. And so it's helped me like find time and like be more, precise on what I want to do and what I want to get done. So that's, that's all been helping. So Mm -hmm. I'm starting to figure it all out. Self-care, self-love. Definitely self-care. You know, I always thought self-care was the lamest thing ever. And then this past year, everything has changed in my life. So, um, no, a hundred percent for me too. Like there's been a lot of big moments in my life recently. Um, that will, I think next podcast will really hint on, Mm -hmm. um, that, post athletics like what it's like you know that whole experience because that hit me hard Mm -hmm. and I think I'm just I'm still affected by it but I'm slowly starting to I've had a lot of self-reflection a lot of self-care and figured out like kind of what I need to do now to understand like this triggers this this triggers Mm -hmm. that and kind of figuring out my routine and what works best so Mm -hmm. that's been nice to kind of figure out that side of me because I think this point last year oh I was a mess yeah and huge props to you for figuring it out in the place you went to college yeah yeah which is hard because that is it's like so hard. that's that's what i was like kind of hinting at like the fact that like i have all these experience so it's like this 
everything's a trigger for me because mm-hmm. it's like I had these all these fun things happening and now I kind of don't have them but then I kind of want to experience but they're not there and it's mm-hmm. so it's such a like up and down slope where it's like it's really hard to understand like it's and it's hard to even explain because it's like you can't you can't give people your experiences or what kind of goes yeah. through your head so it's like yeah yeah but hey this is like our way to talk about it yeah. I'm ha- that's why I'm happy to get the podcast rolling again yeah. because it's like it's a it's a lot of like technically the talks that I'm having on this podcast I do have in my head call me crazy I don't care but I have a lot of self talks with mm-hmm. uh, myself and it's not in a it's not in a weird way or anything yeah. or a bad way but it's like I'm always talking through situations like that voice in my head I'm there's always yeah. things to talk about and like I think I'm good at like and that's not always talking is journaling or mm-hmm. through art or different messages I'm able to like externalize it and like put it out like that's what that's what's nice and I'm happy to have the podcast back because it's like you're speaking it and you're putting it out there for other people because I feel like there's a lot of people out there like I know 100% like if I was struggling and I had it figured out in a way I'm doing air quotes for sure because I thought <laughs> I had it figured out but there's a lot more people out there struggling so it's like I always need to tell my story and I I think I've really come to the point where I'm sharing like anything on my mind I'm starting to share like I had a I had a big post on January 1st that like highlighted everything and mm-hmm. like just explaining and I got what was nice I wasn't obviously looking for like satisfaction mm-hmm. from people's responses or getting responses back like that wasn't the goal but I got a whole lot of responses back of like wow like I appreciate you sharing because I'm going through this same thing mm-hmm. and some of these people aren't even athletes and they're going through it so yeah. I've come to the point where it's like I need to use my platform I need to just mm-hmm. speak about it because there's a lot of people that aren't comfortable sharing it and it's like yeah a celebrity or an influencer can share like the trauma and stuff that they're going for mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that they don't have trauma but it's yeah. like it's nice to have and hear these experiences coming from someone that's like i would say i'm i'm pretty normal like it's not like i'm something special but like i'm down you to earth special i'm down to earth enough that like a lot of people have these same experiences especially athletes and stuff so it's yeah. like i might as well speak about them because i have a circle full of athletes that yeah. need to hear those things and i think like both of us just have such unique perspectives and like athletics shaped us in a lot of ways, but also athletics was so hard for both of us. Oh yeah. And so I think like for me, it's just very therapeutic to kind of talk it out with someone that gets it. Like you didn't swim, but I know you get what I went through. And there's a lot of people that it's, they'll, they'll come to realize everything that happened at some point, but there's a lot of people that are still stuck on the conveyor belt. Yeah. they're 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 stuck in the the limelight of college athletics the everything you get or they're just not understanding like the repercussions of everything that's happening Mm -hmm. even that's people in it now that's people that have graduated just recently graduated five years ago like Mm -hmm. it, it hits people in all different stages but I think I've been very like I've been able to realize it all for a long time now Mm -hmm. even when I was playing so it set me up in a way that I kind of understand it all but like I said I understood I thought I understood it all and it still hit me so that's why I'm like I really have to talk about all this because there's people out there that it hasn't hit yet and it it hits like a brick wall well you know like the J. J. Cole (laughs) J. Cole lyric I think it's like are it's something to the effect of are you doing this to facilitate growth or to be famous and it's like talking about these experiences and also having other people on this podcast and like others giving them the opportunity to share their story like Mm -hmm it's such an opportunity for us to grow. And then I think like also whoever's in our audience or people supporting us for them to grow with us, you know? Yeah. So I think it's so much more than that. It's not me just trying to 
put something out there for sympathy. It's like, no, this is what we went through. Like, and let's talk about it. Exactly. Like, let's sit down. Let's be real like this. We're not looking for like, obviously it'd be nice if this podcast blew up, but (laughs) I'm just trying to like help my circle, help like who's around me, help who's like tuning in or finds us. Like hopefully, you know, cause there's not, it's starting to become a thing. Like it's, it's, it's getting to the point where there's a lot more people speaking out about things, which Mm -hmm. is nice. Um, but there's still so many people that haven't shared a lot of stories or are uncomfortable or scared. Yeah. So it's like, I'm honestly not scared to share a lot of things. Like I'll, I'll share whatever. Like, yeah. It, like literally everything's on the plate for me. Like yeah. I've, I've had the repercussions of certain actions that I've done. Like I understand how everything happens, but at this point, like I'd rather share things to help people than like worry about what happens to me. Yeah. No, I think we're on the same page. You and I are pretty much open books and yeah. like, Hey, let's talk about it because if we're not talking about it, like who else is? Like, yeah, exactly. So like breaking stigmas, breaking stereotypes, yeah. showing like, Hey, this is really who we are. And yeah. like really getting to the point where like showing, cause a lot of our, our guests will be athletes, ex athletes, mm-hmm. athletes now, whatever it ends up being, but like ending the stigma and showing like we are human at the end of the day. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're so grateful for the scholarship we get. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for the equipment. We're grateful for the food, the nutrition, the lifting, like everything we get, like the jobs and network, like mm-hmm. we're grateful for all that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong at the end of the day. Like it's amazing things, but it's like, there's still so much pressure put on athletes that it's like, they live a hard life too. And I'm not saying anyone else doesn't live a yeah. hard life, but it's like everyone like puts it to a side, like, fans looking in people looking in even friends and family like looking in they're like oh they they got a great life like everything's like given to them they're put on this pedestal like they have it great but no it's like a lot of people are truly struggling yeah and i think it just plays into the title we have honestly for the pod it's like we are all that so we are all athletes we are professionals yeah. all that but we are and then some like there's yeah. so much there's more. so much more to like the experience of an athlete like and that's, that's funny because you say there's so much more and there's all this, like, that's what the name of my other solo podcast is. It's more a podcast with Dallas. <laughs> and it was like, there's so much more like the, the base point of it was going to be like to explain the life of like an artist, an athlete, like mm-hmm. a musician, like I'll get that going sometimes too, because I think this one's going to be generally focused to athletes, but yeah. I have so many f- friends in the music industry and like yeah. all over the place where I want to start interviewing too. And like giving these platforms to just like, normal people and showing more to everyone so mm-hmm. I, I think it's cool where where we're class platforming like and that's why i'm like oh it works out like after watching how you work and how you think and stuff i'm like we're on the same scale like the, the same page of like where this podcast needs to go who yeah. we need to interview and everything that you know can kind of come from it i'm just so lucky i'm along for the ride you know like <laughs> just so lucky that the dallas hop said i could be on a podcast with it <laughs> i'm not that special <laughs> You're not that guy, <laughs> but it's just, it's just going to be fun. And we have, yeah. we have a really cool guest next week. I'm excited yeah. about, um, and we have some other cool guests coming up, but yeah, as we think this will come out weekly by weekly. Yeah. You never know how these things come out, but you know, today, whatever, whatever, but our next episode and next guest, whenever this ends up coming out, but I think we're going to be on a, a good schedule yeah. um i guess we can kind of say it now so i think we can people kind of know and you know look forward to it but yeah. we're having the amazing jihad woods Woo! um wsu football legend uh ex-teammate of mine um uh, but now you know he's back in pullman so um that would be great for him to share the story and you know the biggest things we're definitely going to hit on um 
is life as college athletes, kind of like what we hit on today. Um, but, you know, we'll probably share a lot of stories, even though it seems like he doesn't remember anything because I tell him <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? Um, but no, I think we're going to share, especially that um, exit from college athletics yeah. and how it feels like, obviously now he's back in college athletics, so he's experienced it again and doing what he loves. But there's a whole side of it that I know he wants to share, just having side conversations with him. So mm-hmm. definitely ex- excited for that. Um, and I think um, a lot of people will be excited for that because if no one knows, Jihad Woods was um, a very uh, popular person at WSU, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever shared his story in depth. So yeah, I don't, I don't know so. how deep we'll really go with it, um, but you know, some stuff might open up that will be really cool to listen to because I think he has an amazing story and can really speak to someone that was a star player mm-hmm. um, and things didn't really go his way post post athletics. So mm-hmm. it's like he's he's on the right track now and figuring it all out and I'll let him speak to all those things. But I think it's a great first guest to have and really mm-hmm. speak to everything that's going on. Yeah. And I know I'm excited to listen to it and I'm excited too to like see what Jihad says and like see how it relates to my story and how it relates to yours too. Yeah. So I think it'll be a whole lot of fun and, you know, I think we're definitely excited for it. And I think that kind of wraps up today, you know? Yeah. I don't know what today's going to be called. I don't know what today, because I don't know if it's going to be... Just episode two. It might just be episode two. Yeah. I don't think we need a title. We can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. The first one, just whatever it was, intro, blah, blah, blah. But... That's about it for today. Um, thanks for tuning in uh, to all that and then some. All that um, and then some. With your amazing people and amazing hosts. Dallas Hobbs. Dallas Hobbs, you know. And Janelle. And, and Janelle. <laughs> Janelle's still cool. Don't let her talk like she's not cool. She's <laughs> such a cool person. And there's a lot of people that love her. So, you know. Um, Name five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I could get a long <laughs> list. You know how many people that are always in your office? Like, not any. Janelle can't even walk in the building and like not stop, like get stop, a wave stop. and hello. So everyone loves Janelle too. Stop, so stop. don't don't let her. We'll get play into that, that another time. But anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in to episode two. Um, it's all that and then some. We'll be back next week with our first guest. And yeah, thanks thanks so much for tuning in. Catch you on the flip. And sorry for all the interruptions today, but you know it'd be like that sometimes. It really be like that. So, all right, everyone. Peace and blessings.